This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Equipment Defender. Check out the racks that stop theft in its tracks. With trimmer racks available in two, three, and four trimmer configurations, backpack blower racks that fit any size, make, and model of backpack blower, and many other racks available for the tools and equipment needed for your lawn care or landscaping business. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash equipment defender. And listen to this, guys. If you use coupon code LCBS10 at the checkout, you'll save 10% off your order. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host Julio Tomei and this is episode number 179 entitled Interview with Caleb Roben from Caleb's Property Maintenance. Well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week as always and of course for the questions, the comments, the feedback uh, that you guys continually send in. I really do appreciate the support. Uh, and uh, on that note, Happy New Year to everybody out there. Happy 2019. Uh, can't believe that 2018 is uh, behind us and we are officially into the new year and the new lawn care season is uh, now just on the horizon. I always, uh, you know, at the end of uh, any previous season... You know, that uh, New Year's Day, that first day of the new year always, for me, marks that sort of halfway point uh, through that off season. Uh, sort of, uh, you know, up to that point, it's kind of like the roller coaster uh, going up that very first hill and you're just waiting for that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, peak to hit. Uh, so we're finally at that peak and, uh, you know, uh, now is the fun time uh, as it uh, that roller coaster makes Takes its way down through the dips and uh, loops and such as the new year approaches with all the new fun challenges ahead. Um, so, uh, this week, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we have an interview with Caleb Roban from Caleb's Property Maintenance. Uh, this interview was originally scheduled, uh, for the end of 2018 in December. Uh, and, uh, we are all set up ready to record. Uh, but the West Coast where I'm, uh, from was, uh, going through a pretty crazy, uh, windstorm. I think on the news, uh, in the aftermath, they said it was was one of the worst windstorms in the past uh, 10 years here. It caused a lot of destruction and there was power outages uh, about uh, everywhere, uh, including uh, at my place. Uh, so Caleb was nice enough to sort of stay on standby, uh, waiting to see if power would be restored. But ultimately, we decided to, um, you know, just call it and reschedule the interview for the new year, which is where we find ourselves uh, today. Uh, also, uh, just a reminder that this interview is the second 
Uh, one that I'm doing in the new sort of video format where I'm also, uh, I'm interviewing the guests, uh, also on video. Uh, so you can either, uh, if you're already listening to this, uh, on, uh, you know, the podcast as you normally do on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, um, you can also actually watch the video version of this, uh, and see, uh, both me and, uh, Caleb, uh, their, uh, you know, as uh, we were during the interview. So that's available on my YouTube channel, Lawn Care Business Success. So uh, I'm going to play the podcast announcements and then we'll get into the uh, interview episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so I'd like to welcome Caleb Robin to the show. Hey, Caleb, how are you doing? Hey, Julio, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing really, really well. Thanks again for uh, coming on to the show. I know we had uh, this previously scheduled uh, for before the Christmas break uh, that I took, uh, but uh, we were hammered here with a windstorm, so we had to put it off uh, as we had a loss of power and stuff on my end. So thanks for... Uh, being a good sport and uh, rescheduling. Um, so I'm just going to get right into the questions here with you. So tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Well, uh, I'm 20 years old and I sort of started uh, the Cable's Property Maintenance uh, business when I was a young kid. Um, I always had a desire to uh, mow lawns. I would, you know, as a little young boy, I'd be staring out the window and watching all the other landscapers in the neighborhood. And uh, boy, that's going to be one day. That's going to be me one day. <laughs> and then uh, my parents uh, started allowing me to mow their yard when I was, I think, six years old. And okay. um, I really just got tired of just only mowing their yard. And I wanted to okay. do more, wanted to do more. So I got. The neighbor down the street, and then it just sort of ground and grown from there to where it is today. So um, I would say, being formerly uh, or formerly uh, formally in business, um, probably for about uh, seven years now. So, okay, awesome. So, is uh, lawn care uh, is the lawn care business your main income, or is it just the side job or side hustle? No, it's it's the main thing. That's awesome. uh, what I'm really passionate about, and uh, I don't, I haven't really found anything else that I'm as passionate about. So that's that's it. Okay, so I think you kind of answered this in the first question there. But what first uh, attracted you to the lawn care industry and made you want to start your own business? Was it just watching those guys in the neighborhood that you would see as a young boy mowing lawns? 
yep, that was basically it. And uh, <laughs> once I once I tried it for myself, I was really hooked to that. <laughs> oh, okay, that's awesome. I can uh, relate to that in the sense that um, I had a job once where I was delivering auto parts for a local car dealership, and I had to drive all through town, and I would take shortcuts through residential neighborhoods to get to where I wanted to to avoid traffic congestion. And I was, uh, would constantly see these guys mowing lawns and, you know, I'd be just kind of bored driving and delivering parts all day. And I didn't see them doing work. I saw them as it being freedom. Like they were doing right. what they wanted, when they wanted, they could take a break when they wanted. They had nobody telling them what to do. And I was just like, oh, that looks like a dream <laughs> to me, right? And every day I'd be watching, driving through neighbors and seeing all these lawn care companies and going, wow, like that. It just spoke to me uh, as to something that uh, just completely appealed to me. So I can relate to you being, um, you know, with no experience even, just looking at these guys going, yeah, that, you know, that's, that's the dream right there. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's funny. It's funny because nobody thinks that you could really make a living doing it, but you actually can. Yeah, you can. And you, the nice thing about lawn care, um, and I've said before on the podcast, is that it's and it's another thing that attracted me to it was that it's completely adaptable to what you want. If you want to, I know when I started. Um, uh, Originally, I purchased a franchise, um, and in that franchise system, you know, I got my first taste of that. There was guys there that were coming to lawn care after full careers in corporate environments, and they were now sort of in their retirement years, but didn't want to retire. So they were, I, I knew one guy who, he had his franchise, he worked by himself, he was in his 60s, and he would take his dog with him to every job. And his dog would hang out and he was just really relaxed. He had no, you know, care in the world. He would do whatever jobs he could do. And that was it. Then on the other spectrum, there was franchisees that were like multiple crews and multiple trailers. And, you know, it was all about how much income they could make and all that. stuff. and it was just like, like you can make lawn care, whatever you want. You can do it as a side job. You can, but if you want to go full legitimate, you know, full business, you can take it as big as you want. And we've seen, obviously, um, evidence of this, you know, obviously now on YouTube, it's very evident to see the size of people's businesses and how much they share uh, of the jobs they're doing and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's very uh, neat. Like you say, most people would think about it like, yeah, you know, it's sort of the thing that, you know, the kids do after school to earn some money or something. But, um, you know, I have been, uh, you know, self-employed now for 13 years in lawn care um, as my only job. Um, so it's uh, uh, you know a testament that you can do it uh, if you really uh, push hard. Um, so do you have any? Oh, yeah, go ahead. And you don't even do snow, so I mean, no, <laughs> you're, you're up in the winter, so you you yeah. Yeah, I used I used to do snow. I did it in the beginning um, with a snowblower. I never did like the plowing or anything like that, um, but I did uh, just snow blowing of like uh, mainly commercial properties doing sidewalks and stuff. And I would be subcontracted from the guys that were doing all the parking lots. 
Um, so they were, they had all the plows and bobcats and stuff, but they just didn't want to get out of their warm trucks to do the sidewalks and storefronts. So I would do all that stuff for them. Uh, and they would just give me a whole list of all their property, commercial properties. And I would just go and hit them and clear the sidewalks and all that sort of stuff. But, um, it was cold and wet and you got snow blowing in your face and it got old pretty quick. Um, and then, uh, I had some issues with gout in a foot and it's, um, uh, cold weather brings on the issues, um, a lot, uh, more intensely. So I ended up just giving up uh, doing the cold and just taking the winters off. I was like, <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. It's too painful. Um, so are you planning, just on a side note there, are you planning to do snow removal in your business? Uh, I've been doing it for probably, basically, well, basically since I was, uh, since I started the Caleb's property maintenance, I've been okay. doing it. So. Are you doing plowing and everything? Uh, no, it's just uh, residential and we okay. have uh, three, three or four snow blowers and we get out there and get we at get it. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so do you have, uh, any employees or are you just a one man operation? Here's where it gets interesting. Okay. <laughs> I try to do as much of the work as I can by myself, okay. but, um, there will be obviously like in the spring when we're doing, trying to do the mulching and the bush trimming and the, uh, even the spring cleanups and that stuff. I, uh, can, uh, have help from either my dad or mom and then also my sister. So, okay. Awesome. So it's sort of like a, a family family uh, sort of pitches in and helps helps out when it's busy. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh, very cool. Um, again, you know, I can sort of relate to that with uh, uh, my brother-in-law um, who also does lawn care. Um, he actually started lawn care because of uh, me and my wife. Uh, after I started my lawn care business, we were sitting around one day and we said, you know what, this would be perfect for your brother. He is like, this would suit him. And he had no, you know, we started talking to him about it. And uh, he, within three months, had quit his job and started his own lawn care business. And it, again, it's been 13 years for him too. Uh, but occasionally we get together and we work. Uh, together on larger jobs and uh, things like power raking and in the spring mainly um, we get together and uh, we'll help each other out on jobs so that comes in uh, really handy so I can relate to the working with your family part of it during those spring uh, seasons there so this next question uh, is one that I ask everybody on the podcast when I'm interviewing. And it's one of my favorite questions because uh, I always explain that everybody answers it differently. Um, and that's what makes the question very neat. And that is, how would you define success? Well, I don't think you can necessarily define it as a, as a number because money is definitely not everything in life there's much more to life than just money mm -hmm. uh, I think to have a nice family is definitely a success um, but as far as business wise um, it's sort of once once you get to the point where you're not trying to grow just as fast as you can um, to where you can sort of slow down and you know pick and choose the jobs that you want to take I think uh, at that point, you've gotten fairly successful so that you, you don't have to necessarily take 
all the work that you're uh, that's coming your way you can you can pick and choose mm-hmm. absolutely I see another example of a very unique answer and uh, like I always say people always uh, if they're not business owners they always and you ask that question it always goes to money as being success but you ask any business owner and very rarely do they say money as the driving factor uh, to their success it's always and when you understand the amount of work uh, and that owning a business is basically 24-7 you go to bed thinking about your business you wake up thinking about your business Uh, the amount of hours you put in doesn't even equal the the amount of money that you make you could you know uh, work for somebody else and make, uh, you know, in some cases equal money or more money depending, uh, with less hours invested, um, and less headache invested versus owning a business. So, uh, usually that's why I love that question because, um, from a business owner, money is never the, uh, the driving factor, uh, to what they think uh, success is. And it's, um, it's really, never, it's never been a driving factor for me, to be totally honest, if I could do it for free, I, it's, I mean, that's how much I don't care about the money. It's just, <laughs> I love what I do that much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, see, that's awesome. And, and same with me, like it's the same sort of um, sentiment there. And that's why I take winters off because money isn't my my driving factor. I make enough, um, to pay the bills, you know, from my family to be comfortable. Uh, and that's it. There's no, this constant need of like, I gotta got need more, need more, need more sort of a mentality. Um, but again, you know, different strokes for different folks, right? So everybody's got their own, uh, uh, driving factors there. Um, so what type of equipment do you use in your lawn care business? Uh, well, we run Xmark mowers and uh, some steel uh, trimmers. I have an Echo trimmer, um, and then some. Uh, we have a few uh, steel backpack blowers, but uh, that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg on the equipment because we do a lot more than just mowing. We do the mulching, uh, bush trimming. Um, we'll do we'll clear an area if we have to, cut down um, some smaller trees if we have to so we have chainsaws and that sort of stuff probably the neatest piece of equipment that uh i'd like to bring up is we have um little wonder makes it and it's called uh the bed shaper and it's a little disc that's mounted on the side of the unit that goes along and makes just a perfect edge along a flower bed and uh, so you don't have to do it by hand uh, with the shovel or um but what's it's the only unit that i'm aware of that it drives itself, it self propels itself forward. All the rest you have to pull back. So. Oh, okay. So is it is it still in that sort of uh, stick edger type configuration, or is it like a walk behind unit, or? It's more like a, it's. It definitely feels like a almost like a walk behind mower. Oh, okay. So. Okay, cool. I don't think I've uh, seen one of those. I'm imagining my. Um, what's it called uh, my uh, walk behind edger um that i've got um i can't even think of the brand name which is uh, ironic because i just did a video about it before christmas there and i can't even remember the name of it now um but that's what i'm sort of imagining so it's that sort of idea 
Yep, that sort of idea. Um, just larger, um, more obviously more horsepower. It has a fourteen horsepower engine. So. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So what much made more you? Power. What made you um, decide to invest in uh, in that particular piece of equipment? Uh, just getting a ton of uh, mulching jobs and uh, people around here like the edging uh, done to be nice. And um, boy, when I um, actually we found it used, so I didn't okay. I didn't have to pay full price. But um, when we found it, we when we looked up you know some videos on how it worked and whatnot, and we said this is the machine right here because it just <laughs> makes such a edge. And um, so I really love it. It's probably the most uh, unique piece of equipment that I have. Um, so it, it works great. Awesome. So and that actually uh, answers, I'm looking at the list of questions here, that actually answers the next question, which was, what is your favorite tool and why? So I'm assuming that's your favorite tool? Um, it's, it's one of them. It just cuts down the labor so, so much because, I mean, you can you can do you know i have some properties where it's two or three hundred feet so i wow. mean you yeah. can do that in, in you know 20 minutes so i mean yeah it, with a shovel i mean you'd be there for a while and it, mm -hmm. it's not nearly it's not nearly as um it's way more perfect than a shovel which is what i like so yeah yeah that's cool see for me that's hard to um uh even imagine because the property is that I deal with are tend to be a lot smaller. They're tiny little uh, things. So having something like that um, wouldn't make sense for my business. It's probably why I don't, I haven't seen one around here for sale, but that's the case with anything here because I'm in the dense, uh, you know, middle of the city. Um, you know, things even like stand on mowers. Uh, you go to my dealer, which is like the biggest dealer around here. They don't even, I think they had for the first time last year, one 36 inch um, Toro grandstand in stock. <laughs> that was it. Like that's it. And anything over 36 is like special order. Uh, if you oh, wow. <laughs> sort of thing, right. Um, and when I pull up to people's properties and I've got like my 36 inch walk behind, they're like, what are you using such a big mower for? And I'm like, big, this thing's tiny like, compared to what you, what is out there. Right. But uh, yeah. So things like that, those like when you're talking to 300 feet of, you know, edging, uh, you know, flower bed, that's like, yeah, that's, I've got maybe 10 feet, 15 <laughs> feet of edging on somebody's property to do right on uh, for a, like a bed or something. Um, I think the standard lots, in the middle of the city are like 33 feet wide. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the standard, a standard lot in Vancouver is 33 by 130. So 130 in length and 33 feet wide. And it's house by house by house, side by side, 33 feet, every 33 feet. So it's, uh, yeah, it's all push mowers here. You see every landscape trailer is all 21 inch mowers, right? Um, and for me, I'm in the suburbs, so we have a bit bigger properties, um, where they can range to about a hundred feet wide, um, which is where I'm using then the 36 inch, but that's pretty much it, right? It's like the most I'm mowing a property, even my biggest property is like maybe 30 minutes of mow time, you know, sort of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, different, uh, really neat listening to people and what, you know, the tools they use and stuff. Cause it's so different geog and geographically. Um, now, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, 
Do you, uh, I've noticed that you post a lot of pictures of bagging the yards. Is that yes. uh, sort of the standard there over there? Yeah. Yeah. That's, we bag all the time. Um, the only ones, and I get so jealous seeing everybody else not bagging. <laughs> it's just side discharging. Uh, but that would not happen here. Um, it's, uh, for one, it's too wet. Um, we are, you know, this is, this was before, you know, people came and, uh, you know, built houses and things here. This was all temperate rainforest. Um, so it is always raining from here, you know, down through Seattle. I'm like two hours, I'm in Canada, but two hours, um, north of Seattle. Uh, I'm just right across the border. I'm like eight minutes away from the U S Canada border. Um, so it's the exact same. When you think Seattle, you think of the, that's where I am, right? It's the same uh, thing. So um, I always joke here because I, you know, I, I watch people uh, on Instagram and YouTube and they're like, it's a rain day. I'm going to, you know, do maintenance today. And I joke like, man, if you took a rain day here, you wouldn't have a business because rain day is like 90% of the year, right? You are mowing in the rain. So the side discharging and stuff, it, it, just cleanup wise, you know, getting it on sidewalks and things like that. If it just sticks to everything and it would just be such a mess um, that, you know, with the 21 inch, it's not too bad. Um, you can bag pretty easily. You empty the bag and, you know, you can flip it over, take, you know, 10 seconds to flip it over and clean the deck out um, before moving it. You know, if you, I can usually do a whole front yard without clumps or anything. And then I just flip it over, take 10 seconds, wipe it down, and then I can move it to the next, you know, to the backyard without dumping grass, you know, along the sidewalk stuff, mow the backyard, flip it over, clean it out again before moving back to the truck. Uh, just soaking wet in the rain all the day. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's not fun <laughs> at times. Just miserable. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah it's it's not too bad most times you get used to it um but it is kind of like because a lot of the days it's not like pouring rain it's like a little bit of mist or a little bit of rain but by the end of the day you're completely drenched um so i always joke that it's kind of like the chinese water torture it's just like that little drip drip, <laughs> drip. but it all it drives you you know by the end of the day you're like ah all right, so let's see here. We got your favorite tool. Um, okay, so you mentioned a bunch of uh, services that you do, uh, like the flower beds, the mulching and stuff, but do you offer services that are not lawn care or landscaping related, like power washing, window cleaning, that sort of stuff? Basically, uh, we offer anything outside of a, of a house um, that is uh, fairly easy to manage. So yeah, like okay. power washing, um, window cleaning, we've done that as well. Um, yep, yeah, we we do that. And I, I really actually love power washing a lot. Like okay. I love mowing because it's very similar. I mean, you got to hit every spot. So you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's that, that similar um, uh, pride in what you're doing and uh, an instant... Um, you know, feedback as far as the finished result, you know, you get that quick result of, okay, it was dirty. Now you look at it and it's like, wow, like it looks fantastic. Uh, much like, you know, you're looking at your lawn and stuff. People always think, uh, you know, 
lawn guys are crazy when they're taking pictures of people's lawns after they're done and stuff. But you take so much pride in it and it just looks so good when you get the stripes straight and everything like that. It's like, oh, I've been known to just like kind of like sit there and look at it, <laughs> different angles, right? It's like, wow, that looks good today, right? The sun is just hitting it perfect. You can see the stripes going. It's like, oh, that looks so good. Uh, it's funny. Yep. Yeah, they think we're crazy. People, yeah, people don't get it. They really yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's uh, the satisfaction of uh, of mowing lawns. Um, let's see here. So we got that. Uh, okay, what type of work do you prefer? Commercial, residential, and why? Well, uh, it's we have ninety nine percent. Residential, so the okay. only commercial that I do is my church, so okay. it's not not really too big of a deal that way. Okay, uh, I don't like to be stuck on the mower for too too long, mm-hmm. so I would it, I would definitely prefer the residential. Okay, yeah, that's um, kind of like me. Mine's for different reasons. I'm more of a very short attention span, um, so I've done commercial properties uh, in the past. And I just found both, they took too long for me uh, to be stuck at one property, you know, half a day or all day long was just not fun for me. Um, even, um, you know, I do do some neighborhoods where residential, I might have two or three in a neighborhood and I'll do them, but I still, and it's funny, but I'll still prefer doing individual houses and doing a house, getting in the truck and driving somewhere else, even if it's down the block. And doing it again, just because it resets my brain to like, okay, this is something new. If I'm parking the car and then having to go to one house, and even if it's next door, the next house or the next house, I had like three in a row this year that were beside each other. And it was like, it was kind of a drag. It kind of takes the fun out of it for me. I'm like, I'd rather just do one, get it all done, tied it up, clean, get in the truck, go to the next one, do. And it just resets. My attention span is so short. It's like, uh, (laughs) So it's kind of funny, but yeah, the commercials for me was like, eh, I don't really like, and then I found with commercials too, and I don't know if it's, obviously there's people that love doing commercial properties, but for me, I found that it wasn't as, uh, the loyalty wasn't there. You know, with residentials, I've, you know, I can have residential properties that I've had for 13 years um, where, you know, the commercials, it didn't matter. Um, and I've told the story before where, you know, there was one that I picked up that I completely turned the place around, made it like, sparkle basically um and they kept commenting on how good it looked and how you know they've never had it like this in so many years and that the owner was so happy and stuff and then and they would comment on how much time i was spending there and then the next year i asked for i think for like a 200 dollars raise uh in my thing and they're like yeah see ya (laughs) yeah i'm like really (laughs) So I was like, no, thank you. I'm not doing that anymore. Thankfully, I don't have to uh, deal with that with my church because it's my church. But um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this next question is one that uh, uh, would be probably the only question that gives people pause for thought. Um, and that is uh, share a time with us where you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. Well, I would say the hardest thing for me, and even to this day, is just finding the time to sit down and do the bookwork side, you know, invoicing the customers, um, 
taking care of the receipts for the expenses and um, stuff like that. That is the hardest um, finding time for that. And this year, I'm really going to try to just when I come home each and every day, just sit down and do it for an hour. And you know mm -hmm. what? It'll be a whole lot easier than letting it build up. And uh, then, then you just take hours and hours and hours on the project. So, yeah, yeah. I can uh, definitely relate to that too. Again, I think for me, it's the short attention span of uh, of doing it. It's funny because it'll come. I bill my customers only once a month at the end of each month to their credit cards. I don't take any other form of payment, and it'll be like the end of the month. I need to charge your credit cards, but it's such a boring process to go through and charge your credit cards. And I. I'll put it off for a couple of days and it's like, what am I doing? Like, that's the whole reason I'm in business is to get paid. And here I am time to get paid. And I don't want to go through the, you know, process of going through all the credit cards and stuff. Right. And every month it's the same. I go through it and I do it. And it only takes me like, you know, an hour to actually physically charge all the credit cards. And I'll be like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Right. <laughs> it's like, got it done. But then the next month it resets again. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> It's funny, the book work definitely, and I think it's the same with anybody who works outside. It's uh, being behind the desk, doing the paperwork side of it is just not the right fit uh, for us. Uh, so I think that's uh, part of what uh, uh, is the issue there because I see that, that same sentiment among a lot of uh, landscapers. Um, so what, go ahead. Uh, thankfully, my mom uh, is... Uh, the one who takes care of the household finances, show, so she helps me out with that. So, I mean, it's not like I have to do it all by myself. Oh, that's good. Awesome. So, it's really neat to see the, the whole family coming together and uh, not only helping out in the field, but uh, with the paperwork and stuff, too. It looks like you've got uh, some really good support there to help you along the way. That's awesome. Um, so, what is your favorite thing about being self-employed? Well, I, I think I'm going to have to steal your answer. Okay. <laughs> the, the, just the freedom and the, the not having to uh, really answer to anyone. I mean, obviously you got to answer to the customer, but uh, just not having someone lording right over you and you're going to do it this way. And this is how I want it done. And this is the time frame you have to get it done. And um, that, that to me uh, means a lot. And, I've actually had a little little taste here and there in the winter time when there is no snow. Um, I've worked for a couple of different people, and it's just it's really hard when you mm. had it so nice and you don't really realize how nice you've actually had it, and then you go to that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's tough, and I think a lot of people don't understand people that aren't in business for themselves don't understand. My I know with myself. Um, my wife, because I'll come home nowadays as the years go on um, and I'm getting older, uh, my body can't keep up. You know, and I think about when I was your age, um, what I could do versus now what I could do is like, man, there's no way I can keep up with, you know, I think. And I always joke uh, to my customers when they ask me, you know, uh, how things are going and stuff. And uh, I'll joke around and say, well, now I know why professional athletes all retire at my age, right? There's like no way your body can keep up with what, what you did before. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, absolutely um uh, crazy there uh and i always find myself uh 
uh, my wife saying things like, you know, you're always complaining about uh, your knees or your back now and stuff. She says, maybe you should um, stop doing lawn care and get a job. Uh, you know, you know, it'll be easier and stuff. And I'm like, there is no way after being self-employed for this long that I could ever go for, to work for somebody else again. There's just no way. There's you can't undo. <laughs> you know, I've seen the promised land. There's no going. <laughs> there's no going back to working for somebody else. So yeah, yeah. That's funny. And, I, and I think that uh, another way to answer that question would also be um, there's there's no ceiling. I mean, you can just keep growing and growing and growing if you want to. There's there's no one stopping you from being more successful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and I, for, and the thing too is like, even though um, you get older and you may slow down, you can hire other people um, and go that route. Or like I mentioned earlier, um, through that franchise system, where I saw that guy that came in his retirement and started a lawn care business, and he was just happy, like, hey, as long as I'm, you know, doing two or three houses a day. I'm completely happy with that, right? It's paying the bills. It's thing. I'm hanging out with my dog. <laughs> you know, he would uh, mow a lawn and then grab a stick and start chucking and playing fetch with his dog after the things. I was like, you know, so I saw that part of it too, and I was like, you know, you really can make this what you want. You can take it through the different stages of life. When you get older, you know, your body may not be able to keep up with that but it doesn't mean that desire to mow lawns and stuff is going to go away you know you can still enjoy it just you know take it back a notch and and relax and uh you know um you know adjust it that way uh, even if you do hire crews you know i think you know somebody like yourself who's been um looking at lawn mowing since you were a little kid and thing i don't think you could probably take you know yourself out of the picture even, you know, when you got older and even if you had crews and stuff and you couldn't do it all yourself, you know, get out there and do two, three lawns uh, yourself and let the crews do the rest. Just, you know, it's still uh, you getting pleasure out of uh, uh, that part of it. That's that's right. And um, another thing right, right now where I'm at, it's hard because I hate to be hustling and always on the move, on the move, on the move. If I could do two or three and just be done at that point oh i would just take my time and everything would be perfect when i'm mm. done you know and it would just just be just so and it would just it'd be nice and relaxing and just so fun <laughs> yeah you don't have to worry about all that other stuff right um so in what ways do you market your business and maybe uh share your number one marketing tip ah <laughs> i like this one um, I have never passed out a single flyer. I've never paid for any advertisement online. I do not have a website or anything. Um, so the only way I have picked up customers is word of mouth. Uh, neighbors coming out when I'm servicing my clients and yeah. uh, things like that. And um, especially me being a younger person out there working, that draws a, a that catches people's attention like this this kid is different from a lot of other kids mm. in that way so um i think that's what helps me uh stand out and then just being consistent and just being there and showing up every week and every year and uh they see wow this 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 guy really has some potential here i think i should probably go over and talk to him and look at how nice of a job he leaves when he's 
done. So yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, your reputation can um, uh, definitely pave uh, a path um, to uh, success. Uh, as far as uh, the customers and all that stuff goes, uh, I remember one time working and doing a lawn reno for a customer in a neighborhood uh, and it was on a Saturday. I was finishing up doing the top dressing and I had uh, somebody with me helping and uh, we finished up and there was a lot of activity in the neighborhood. Uh, people out washing cars and doing all sorts of stuff and we finished up, we packed up and I got, we got in the truck and I started driving down the street and I said, watch this. I'm like the ice cream man for adults. Right? <laughs> and I just drove really slow. And within a few seconds, people were coming out into the road and flagging me down to, you know, can you come and look at this? Can you come and look at this? I was like, see, it's like, all I need is like a, a little speaker on the roof with the music playing and stuff <laughs> to, to attract people. But uh, they see you working uh, and they see the work you've done. And that's one of the reasons why, um, when I do things that are like lawn rentals that require a bunch of steps to do properly and a customer is only looking for like the cheapest price. So they'll be like, you know, well, what if we don't do this part and can we get away with not doing that? And I said, you can do that stuff, but it won't be with me because here's the problem. My truck and trailer are parked in front and this is not a job that's quick. This is a job that's going to take a few, you know, each step, power raking, all that sort of stuff is going to take a few hours on its own. All your neighbors are going to be looking and seeing my truck and trailer while I'm out here working. The problem is if we miss those other steps, I know you're not going to get the results that you want. And all your neighbors are going to remember in a month from now, or um, two months from now when your lawn is completely terrible and it hasn't filled in and it hasn't, is what company did that? They're not going to know that you refused to do all the steps that were necessary. They're just going to know, hey, that company was doing it. Let's not call that. We know who not to call to do that, right? So I'm like, there's absolutely no way. If you can do those steps, you can try it out if you want to save some money, but you'll have to do it either on your own or find somebody else. I'm only going to do it. And I, and I really think that um, your work uh, really speaks a whole lot more than a flyer or even you, I mean, stopping and knocking on doors, that, that would speak a little bit more to someone. But I mean, your work is really what they're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You always get, um, um, you know, that word of mouth and those referrals uh, are big. I always feel bad when customers are trying to send me referrals, but they're for, you know, friends and family that don't live in the area. And it's like, uh, you know, I wish I could, but you know, it's just too far out of my thing. It's not from, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to drive out that far to go do one property or, you know, stuff like that. I always feel bad about that, but it's nice to know that they're, you know, thinking of you that highly that they're trying to get you to uh, go out and uh, service their friends. Yes, definitely. Um, so, one of the most uh, common questions that I get in my business is what do I do in the winter? So is there a winter or off season in your business? And if snow, and if so, uh, what do you do in the winter? Well, um, usually the weather is such that uh, we're winding down on the lawn care and landscaping um, about, beginning of December. So it, it's pretty much over. And, uh, from that point to 
it's I mean like last year we picked back up again or sorry two years ago um middle of March so there wasn't there wasn't much time off there but um in, in that period uh if we do have snow I do offer snow removal and uh we do that for about uh 20 to 25 uh clients Okay. So um, obviously, with having snowblowers, you can't just take on everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to definitely pick and choose the closer ones to uh, to uh, offer snow removal to. But yes, we definitely offer snow removal. And there's other things that we can do. Like this winter uh, right now has been a mild one. So I've taken down some smaller trees and done some other odd, odd and ends for different people. So Okay, cool. Do you guys have much... Um uh call uh from the area that you're from for doing things like christmas lights and things um <laughs> there there's only uh i've only had one person ask and it's our neighbor right across the street and uh so my sister she's uh likes to decorate and things so she takes care of that and she gets the money for that okay <laughs> there you go we had a bit about it i used to do a lot um of Christmas lights, I don't do as much as I used as I used to anymore. Again, I think it's just because of uh, my knees and stuff, just going up and down the ladder, uh, really takes a toll on me nowadays. Even uh, pruning trees and stuff like that. If I do a, a pruning job that needs my orchard ladder, um, I, I really feel it in my joints, um, especially when I go to bed and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of try to avoid uh, anything uh, with ladder work anymore. Um, but I guess that's the the joys of getting older. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to dread the day when that happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your uh, future plans or goals for your business? Well, I would like to uh, keep it. Uh, just myself as much as possible, sort of like you. Uh, if I could support a family um, just from just me working, I think that would be uh, really nice. I enjoy. There are some days where I definitely need the help, but um, if I could get it to where I could handle everything, that would that would be really great. I enjoy being out there and just working by myself and not having really a care in the world, not having to think about what the other person's doing and just, and knowing that if there is a problem and a customer has a complaint, it's all on me and whatever I did not. Well, mm-hmm. Johnny, my helper, he actually did that part of the job. So, yeah. 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 yeah that's always um, a concern with employees is that they and I and I actually use that as a selling point when I'm talking to customers and they're looking for a quote um I always say that um you know it's always me that's on your property it's not an employee it's you know me who has everything invested in equipment and tools and reputation and all that stuff that's here each and every week um so yeah, I always sort of you know remind them of that that is I'm not there just quoting the job and then I'm going to send um, some crew or different people each week to come service the property. I always tell them you know it's always me. It, I'm always in uniform and that truck and trailer is always here. So if you don't see that truck and trailer or the person's not wearing uniform, they're not with me. You know the, the thing. So I always try to keep that you know sort of uh, consistency there uh, gives them that peace of mind. 
And I would even venture to say that, you know, half or more of the clients that I have have hired me because of me. Yes. <laughs> they, want yeah, yeah. What I, they want my work is what they want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, goes uh, hand in hand with that last uh, referral uh, part of that, that question there. Um, so what's the, uh, what's the weirdest thing you've seen or has happened to you during business? Well, I don't, I don't have anything too weird that is okay. really happened. Um, I mean, I found baby birds in the backyard that have fallen out of their nests, stuff like that, but nothing, nothing too really out of the ordinary. Okay. Yeah, it's you're uh, you still got yellow, uh, lots of time to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure. I've had some, I've had some crazy stuff happen uh, to me from uh, uh, dogs, you know, almost being attacked by pit bulls, um, to knocking on customers' doors to uh, give them or to talk to them, and them passing out fainting right on the floor in front of me when they answered the door. To all sorts of just crazy. <laughs> things happening it's uh yeah you got lots of time uh uh, driving my brand new walker mower through a fence and uh on the first day that i bought it and uh, having it precariously perched about 10 feet uh above the knee the the lawn behind it was about 10 foot drop below and the only thing holding my brand new walker mower was one fence post (laughs) all sorts of fun fun things that have happened during the years um, I, I was just I was just reminded about one thing. Uh, okay. and it just happened this fall, actually. Um, I had a neighbor of a customer come out and accuse uh, me of blowing their my customers' leaves into their yard, uh, and that she was going to call the police. So that's a classic. I think everybody gets <laughs> that gets gets that one. The the old leaf over the property line <laughs> uh, trick yeah like that yeah that's what we're doing out there we're and if you know me you know i'm never gonna do that there's yeah, no yeah. way i ever even think about doing that so. yeah or even um what gets me um is when i see lawn care companies blowing the leaves onto the street and then just leaving it and it's like like that's that's what you call cleaning leaves. That's like what? Like what's the point of that? Now you've you know, leaves are clogging the storm drains and you know, you're getting puddles in the street and stuff. It's like, no, that's not cleaning the leaves, right? <clears throat> now we, we do have a street side pickup here where we live, so in the fall all we have to do is get the leaves into a pile on the street and then the township will come and suck them up. So it's nice in that sense. But yeah, oh, you don't super handy. You don't just uh blow leaves into the street and then let them blow all around. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super handy. I have um we have here weekly throughout the year uh weekly green waste pickup every week on garbage day. Um and it's unlimited, but they give you one big bin, like a rolling cart bin, uh, standard for each house, but you can order more bins and you can also use like the yard waste bags that are, they look like the big paper lunch bag sort of things, right? You can have unlimited amounts as long as it's all bagged up and stuff like that um, on a weekly basis. Uh, so they do that. Uh, but then there's one neighborhood that I have that's like older 
really big maple trees. Um, the leaves are just ginormous. And uh, the whole street is lined with these trees and they're city owned trees uh, on like the boulevards and stuff. Um, so with that neighborhood, the city is always sending <clears throat> the trucks out and they're, they, you can't, blow the leaves or put them into piles on the street like you guys can which would be awesome if you could i still have to clean all the leaves of the customer's property and bag them up and put them in the bins or leave them in bags but the leaves on the street i don't have to clean they will come and clean those every week until the the leaves are completely clean um but every other neighborhood you have to clean the leaves on the street i think they only in that particular area it's older and because they're city owned trees and they kind of goofed up because why would you plant trees that are that big you know and so many of them in you know in the neighborhood like the one customer i have she has like five of these trees because she's a corner lot uh and it's just insane the amount of leaves that she has on a weekly basis that she pays me to clean up um is just crazy so i think the city kind of uh messed up there because it's just like it's just in over uh, over we, our township uh, ha- does the same thing where you can put out as much yard waste either in those uh, paper bags or um, right. in in, uh, in a, a, a standard trash can because we have different uh, trash cans. We have the automated uh, dump for the regular trash. Okay. So um, if you if you put out any uh, yard waste in the standard trash cans, yeah, they'll they'll pick that up as well. But um, what you were saying about the one customer with uh, five large trees that would be like. Uh, a light job for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Just just yeah, to give you an idea of the of the quantity of leaves we're dealing with, it's a lot more than that. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I I know. I've seen the pictures and stuff, and I just it just it blows my mind. Like we when I see like the guys with uh, trucks and like the leaf vacs and the dump trailers behind. Nobody has that here. There's like, that's, you know, that, that automated um, garbage can system where the truck comes and picks up the garbage can. That's what we have. And each house has three of those bins. One of them is green for the yard waste. One of them's black for garbage and one of them's blue for recycling and uh, the recycling and garbage alternate each week. So one week you get garbage and green waste. The next week it's recycling and green waste. Green waste is the only constant. Every week they pick up green waste and then every other week it's either the, the other of the other two. Um, but yeah, that's like, and you know, I'll fill her bin up and a couple of bags and I'm good. That's it. There's no leaf vax. There's no, you know, dump trailers or <laughs> like that. But I've seen the massive piles and crews, some guys with like, you know, six guys working and blowing leaves and those, um, those crazy walk behind blowers. I'm like, I have like, what would you need that for? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> the little wonder blowers and Billy goat blowers. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> yep. I have uh, I have one push blower and I'm looking to add another one. So I mean, wow, that's, yeah, that's insane. I think, was it one of your videos on YouTube? I think that you were, were you, were you using two at once at one time and you were, I think the video was about, I can't remember if the video was about comparing the two, uh, the belly goat and the other, um, was it a little wonder or something? Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing yeah, something. That, like that. 
that's what it was. It was a comparison between the two. Yeah. And I just looked at that and I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> Are those things even self-propelled? Yeah, you can get them self-propelled. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Next. And then, and then the, I think I saw next was like, you can get some that are like on the walk or stand on type format, whether it's an attachment or it's a standalone machine. I was like, now that's got to be some crazy leaves if you need something like that. Yep. But it's just the, the sizes of the properties, I think. Right. And just cause I'm in, I, I don't think it would be any different here if you went out to the country. It's, you know, probably bigger, you know, the bigger acreages and things like that, right? But just because I'm in dense city, it's all tiny little uh, lots compared to the bigger uh, acreages and stuff like that. Which is, which is good in a way, I think, because you can charge just about as much as I can charge for a little lot. And it takes you mm-hmm. way less time than it takes me. So, I mean, a little is, is not necessarily bad. I think it's harder on you personally, because obviously you got a push mode, but. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's physically more, um, work, um, as far as like that, cause it's all push mowing stuff. Um, but I think it, it, like, I've noticed that as well. The prices, when I see people talking about prices and stuff and I'm like, yeah, that's like what I charge for. You know, a little tiny standard lot. Um, so it's always tough when people are asking me, they, you know, you always get the direct messages, people asking you, how much should I charge for this? How much? I'm like, don't ask me how much you can charge for this because we're completely different worlds, right? Not only completely different countries, but completely different, you know, geographical areas, different size properties, all sorts of stuff. Um, so my next question is, again, another one that I really, really like asking people. And that is share your best piece of advice with someone just starting out in the business. Now, I want you to think of this as somebody that you know really well and that you would only want the best for. So you're not worried about them being competition or anything like that. You just want to see this person succeed. What would you tell them if they came up to you and said, Caleb, I want to start a lawn care business. What advice can you give me? Well, I think uh, you have to be a little bit of a perfectionist per se, because how how else are you going to stand out? I mean, everyone can do a, anyone can do a mediocre job. I think you have to be a little bit better than that. And um, I, I was going to say starting is probably the hardest part, but um, but if obviously if they've already started um, from you asking the question. Um, I, and just just don't be afraid to get your hands dirty and just just work. I mean that that you just have to have this willingness that I am going to go out there and I'm going to work and I'm not going to stop until I am done the job. Mm. So yeah, that's great advice. I think in this day and age, a lot of people get hung up on I need to have you know, an $8,000 more. I need to have a fancy pickup truck. I need to have, it's like, no, what you need is to just get started. Just go out there and do it. All that stuff will come eventually, but don't make excuses. Just start small, smart with what you have, uh, start with what you have in your means and don't get into crazy amounts of debt um, because you may find out that you don't enjoy mowing lawns you don't uh, thing right when I started um, you know when I was thinking about doing lawn care 
I started mowing my lawn, my own lawn. You know, I just a homeowner that liked to mow his own lawn. I started doing it in the rain. And my neighbors were looking at me like, what are you doing? Why? It was beautiful and sunny yesterday. Why didn't you mow your, you were, you know, outside. We saw you outside. Why didn't you mow your lawn yesterday? Why are you doing it in the pouring rain? And I would say, because I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business. And that's a reality is I'll have to mow lawns in the rain. So why invest money and, you know, quit my job and do all that sort of stuff and then find out that I don't like mowing lawns in the rain. I might as well do it now when I'm thinking about it and get used to it and see what's it like. Does it completely suck? Does it, is it something I can handle uh, doing mentally to be out there in the rain all the time in the cold and stuff? Uh, so I started doing that just to sort of train myself and say, you know, the, but the thing is just get started, just do something, take those steps. Uh, yeah. And also, I mean, if you can, if you can get an internship, if you want to te- sort of test it out that way, that's another good way to check and see, is this what I want to do? Yeah, that's a good point is uh, get a job with somebody else and uh, work for another company and, uh, and uh, help out that way. Uh, great. I mean, it's, it's not going to, not going to teach you the business side, but. Uh... <laughs> no, but yeah, it'll get you familiar if, if you don't have any experience, whether it's something that you can handle. Cause it's not for, for everybody. Um, I think it's like you said, you're, you grew up as a kid. You were, you were meant for this. You, you know, to love mowing lawns and all that sort of stuff. Right. For me, it's sort of the same. I always think of lawn care and my lawn care business as being very easy for me. Um, it's always been like no big deal. Like you just go out, you mow lawns, customers, you do a good job, you get more customers, you build from there, you go the next year. It was just very simple transition. Um, but for others, it's not. And it's not, you know, not made for everybody. Not everybody's cut out for it. Um, it's a lot of work and stuff. but you have to really enjoy the other part of it, the mowing lawns stuff to make it worth it. Um, and some people, you know, if their prime motivation is just the money, um, then it's not going to work out. <laughs> it's like anything, right? Don't do something just because of the money because it's not going to work out. You have to, you really have to love what you do uh, to make it worth it. Otherwise you're not going to last. Um, it's like it's like that guy that emailed you. I have been listening to the podcast. I think yeah. you're going to go out and start, and then yeah. it, you're like, "Hold a hold a hold." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't put that on me. Um, <laughs> take baby steps because I know uh, I'm always I always try to be cognizant of what I'm saying and how people might take that. Um, you know, and saying you know because it's easy for me doesn't mean it's going to be easy for you. And because I say that I do something and it works for me, that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You know, like you got to take responsibility for yourself and figure it out on your own. Yeah. You can get pieces of information from everybody, but at the end of the day, you could be the most prepared and again, get out there and go, I don't like cutting grass. Right. So it's like, what difference is it going to make? Right. You got to take that responsibility. Um, and by the way, guys, for those of you that don't know, he, he ended up uh, saying, well, this was not for me and went back to his regular job. So just in case you're wondering the end of that. Oh, story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually I've, 
uh, I haven't talked to him in quite a bit, but originally when I found out and he, he uh, I emailed him to find out what's going on, like your Instagram profile is gone and all that stuff. And then he told me that he, you know, it's not for me. I found out that it wasn't for me, even though he did all the right steps. He was getting all those customers and all that stuff. Um, I had originally talked to him about, Hey, how can you want to be a guest on the show and talk about those experiences and stuff? Right. So that's something I should follow up on and see if he's still interested. in. so I should. Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be great to see see it from that point of view. So, yeah. yeah. Um, So I want to transition here and talk about uh, YouTube a bit uh, because you've got uh, a YouTube channel. Uh, you've been on YouTube since October 2017, so you're just uh, over the one-year mark with your YouTube channel. Uh, I think you got about 429 subs or so. Uh, so what made you want to do YouTube and share your uh, experiences about your lawn care business uh, with everybody else? Well, the biggest reason is probably just watching everyone else and thinking, oh, I could definitely do that. And um, but also, you know, wanting to to help others that are maybe starting out and uh, give uh, share a little bit of uh, what I'm learning along the way. And also for myself, so I can sort of document the steps that I'm taking for myself and be able to look back, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now and say, wow, that was me back then. And Mm-hmm. Even, you know, if uh, the Lord allows me to get married and have kids, you know, say this was dad back then, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, things like that. Um, but then also on a little side here, I um, our church uh, has a, had a choir for the younger people and we would go out and do uh, three programs at uh, three different nursing homes. And we would have to uh, memorize a few lines to say that went along with the program. And so I think that um, I did that all the way kindergarten through 12th grade. So I think that gave me um, a little bit of a start um, learning to speak in front of people. And then it's sort of I've sort of just uh, been continuing to grow after that with the YouTube channel. I think it's easier. It's easier in a way uh, with YouTube because you can edit the ums and the ahs and the pauses and think everything through. Whereas there you can't. uh, But uh, yeah, so I think I think that uh, definitely gave me a little bit of a start in that sense. Okay, cool. So did you, you mentioned um, your church choir. So were you in the choir? Yes. Yep. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, I, uh, too, was a choir boy in my church. So <laughs> unknown fact for most people. Um, I've always had uh, sort of a, a musical... Um, yearnings <laughs> and uh that was my outlet for many years was uh church on sundays and singing in the choir yep and i'm, and I'm in the adult choir now so uh, oh, awesome nothing's really changed so oh there you go that's that's great i actually i unfortunately can't say that i uh retired once i got married uh and uh ended up moving farther away uh so i didn't uh continue going to the same church uh, after that um so let's see here uh so how does your family handle your uh youtube and sharing and stuff are they okay when they're helping you uh out there being on camera as well um or do you sort of try to keep it um you know to your like the camera just on yourself 
Yeah, I try to keep it, uh, for the most part, just me on the camera. Um, obviously, if they're helping me, they're probably going to end up being on camera a little bit. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, it's just me. And um, I, I think I should probably share more of them because I think that that helps me be different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, for the most part, it's just me. Okay. And um, with your... Um doing the youtube do you specifically tell customers that you're going to be doing the youtube um do you because i know some guys will um they basically when they're quoting they'll mention something that hey we uh always have cameras out because we you know use it for social media and all that sort of stuff uh i haven't myself i just film and um you know i just don't show uh, or try not to show their addresses or um street signs or things like that that would maybe compromise um them at any sort of thing i try to keep it uh, sort of generic um but uh yeah so how do you handle that part of it um i have not mentioned really to much of uh, any of my customers that i have even have a youtube channel um okay. but obviously if they see me out there filming and they stop me and ask me how i have no problem uh, explaining and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be aiming it at your window and try to look in your house and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, uh, and, yeah, and the same with me. I try not to show the, the addresses, the, any license plates, if I can help it, and um, yeah, yeah. Get street signs. So Yeah. Yeah, you just try to be respectful as much yes. as, as possible as you, as you can. Um, so you're also on um, Instagram? Uh, that I know of. Uh, are you on any other social media platforms? I do. Uh, I just started not too long ago a uh, business page on Facebook. And okay. so then I, I had to obviously, in turn, I had to create a personal page as well. So I'm on there on Facebook as well. Okay. So do you use um, the social media like the Instagram and the YouTube? Um, are you trying to focus it or use it to build business or is it just like a completely separate um, sort of part of your life? Like just the sh sharing with other lawn care guys. It, it's, it's more just the sharing with other lawn okay. care guys. Um, there was one uh, unique situation where I was um, contacted by a relative of the homeowner to uh, come out and look at doing a job unbeknownst to the homeowner and it was going to be a surprise for the homeowner and so after the job was done I filmed that job and after the job was done I sent it to the person I was in contact with who then shared it with the homeowner so they sort of got to see uh, me and the video that way so that that was probably the the only the real time really the only time that I um, shared it with uh, any customer so okay so um, we're nearing the end here. Um, so on the YouTube and sort of Instagram front, um, what tips would you have for other landscapers thinking about going and starting a YouTube channel uh, or using Instagram, um, you know, as far as growing their online presence goes? Well, I, I almost don't feel qualified to answer that because I really haven't had too much success with it a little bit. But um, if I could say one thing, I mean, as far as YouTube goes, you can't, can't be afraid to be in front of the camera and um, just, you know, act yourself on the camera. And I know that's one thing that 
you've mentioned that you've struggled with, it's hard to get yourself in front of the camera. Yeah. But, uh, and just, uh, you know, try if you can to be consistent on both of those platforms. And, um, I think that'll really help you a lot. I think it's basically, um, what everyone tries to do. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so last question, um, how can people, uh, follow you online or how can they find you online if they want to? Uh, I'm on Instagram and YouTube as uh, Caleb's property maintenance. And then on Facebook as Caleb Robin, or uh, you could look up the business page, Caleb's property maintenance. And basically, um, all I do on Facebook is I mirror everything that I post on um, Instagram. So, cause it's very easy to to uh, connect those two together. Yeah. So, Okay, perfect. So thank you very, very much. I'll put links uh, in the podcast show notes and in the video uh, description for those, uh, your YouTube channel and your uh, Instagram page and the other social media. Um, so thank you very much for taking your time today to come uh, on to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you uh, spending your time with us today uh, as well as uh, for uh, the rescheduling and being a good sport about, uh, you know, sticking with me and uh, waiting uh, until next year. You could even say from, <laughs> from the original uh, uh, scheduled date uh, as, as I work through those uh, windstorm issues. Uh, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate you doing that for us. Hey, no problem, and uh, good thing you didn't get blown away in that windstorm. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty crazy. So thank you yeah. again. and No problem. I, uh, I feel very honored, and uh, thank you for doing the broadcast. Uh, I've learned uh, quite a bit uh, from it, and I, I will continue to listen to it. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Well, there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that uh, interview episode with Caleb Roban from Caleb's Property Maintenance. Um, I would just want to thank Caleb once again for coming on to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast and sharing his lawn care business journey with all of us uh, in Lawn Care Nation. Uh, I'll leave uh, links in the podcast show notes uh, as well as the YouTube video uh, version of this interview episode's uh, description to all of Caleb. Caleb's um, Instagram account and his YouTube channel. Uh, so you guys can uh, easily uh, follow him there. So look for those links uh, either in the video's uh, description or in the podcast show notes. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.